And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome back to the Gut Check Podcast. Uh, I, of course, am Ted Cluck. Joined as always by Zachary Bartles and Zach. This is a this is a little bit of a new a new frontier for us, man. In that we have some new uh, software and we're taking advantage of the miracle of a new technology called Skype, um, which allows us to basically have a phone call, uh, but to also have a phone call with the option of a really horrible camera angle of both of our necks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really I think that was their tagline for the first couple <laughs> versions. It really is. Yeah, like their tagline was talk on the phone and look horrible while doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, I it's no secret talk, but I mean, with more neck. Yeah, with more neck, exactly. So it's no accident that this company just took off and now everyone in the world is using Skype. But uh but we're fortunate to have uh to have Skype because it means we can uh continue recording this uh, this great uh, radio product, and by that I mean, uh, of course, us talking into our computers. Uh, but you it's a product. Are talking into your phone. I am. I'm talking into my phone today. Exactly. Hold up. You I still? Hit, uh, I hit the. Uh, I, I'm getting used to a new piece of hardware over here, Ted, and that's my blue snowball. Baby, talk about your blue snowball, man. Describe it because I feel like it's a little bit different than mine. It is different. You know what it's called? It's called the Nessie. Ooh. And it's called the Nessie because it has a really long neck and it looks sort of like a, a dinosaur okay. uh, sticking its head up out of the water. Wow. Uh, it's it's cool in that it glows at the bottom. Does it have like like teeth, like really big teeth in the in the claws? No, it doesn't. No? Okay. Uh but but it does have a lot of really cool features, one of which is this little mute button that I accidentally inadvertently just pushed for a second there. Which is why you went away for a second. But yeah. you know what? We're gonna keep all this in in the in the interest of authenticity and we want uh, we want our audience, we want the people to know what it sounds like uh, behind the scenes to to create a great piece of radio, which is uh, which is what we endeavor to do here at Gut Check always. Um, so, Zach, tell tell us what we uh, what, what we have on on board today, man. What do we have teed up to talk about? Well, you know, one thing that I wanted to talk about was this weird phenomenon on on Facebook. Uh, scratch that. This weird phenomenon on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor it's Zach's been a while, babe. A we're a little, bit of a, we're yeah. a little rusty, aren't we? You know, <laughs> we're just kind of finding our way again. I mean, it's like I, it's like I've sort of I've I've come home from from war, and we've had the big embrace like in the airport, but we're just we're just getting to know each other again. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we haven't talked over Skype for at least four days, so yeah, it is a little bit rusty and awkward. It's like I don't even know you anymore. You know. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I sent you a copy, uh, or I sent you a URL to a, uh, a page on Amazon, and it was for our smoking book, The Christian Gentleman's Smoking Companion. Uh, and I was looking at that because I periodically check all of the books in which I am in any way involved to see how they're ranking and how many com- uh, comments and reviews they have. As well you should, man. Right, yeah. Well, it, I find that's the best way for me to kind of stay inside my own head and yeah. and view the whole world, you know, every individual person and thing, uh, and organization and institution in terms of how it can help me. Well, and you know what? That's that's really what God would have us do. Or I Chaz, think, in this, anyway. in, this in this modern age. Yeah, yeah. I find that for me, it's it, it's a it's a pretty um, reliable way to feel horribly depressed about myself and and my standing to everyone else in the world. So I don't you know, know that's kind of. 
if you look up on Author Central, you can find out, you know, things like uh, the fact that I am the, like, 7,048th author in religion and Christianity, which, I mean, that means I am literally 7,047 heartbeats away from being number one. Dude, yeah, I mean, God forbid, but if all those people, like, died in a in a plane crash, you know, you, you would, you would <laughs> really then be number one. Crash. I mean, think, think about that, you know? Think I mean, about one that. one of those people above me is undoubtedly you, and I wouldn't want you to, but, I mean, <laughs> we're 7,046 heartbeats away from, from you and I being number one and two, so. No, you know what? I would crawl out of the wreckage, and, and we would be number one and two. Like, I, <laughs> I may have to, you, you may have to, like feed me soup for a little while because my jaw might be broken, but, but we would be, uh, we would be one and two because we're survivors. So in the midst of doing that, I came across, and this is by no means the first time that I've noticed this phenomenon, but it's the first time that I, I sent it to you, uh, to see if you knew what it was about. And I don't get the impression that you did. Uh, no. it was another listing of our book, the Christian gentleman yeah. smoking companion. And then after it, it said like hyphen Ted clock hyphen 2012 or something like that. And it, it was a single listing for, like, you know, how you'd see of like a rare book that was no longer in print. That, that yeah. you know, um, if you wanted like to buy a signed a, first edition of The Catcher in the Rye or whatever. Right. Yeah. You it'd know. have its own listing. It wouldn't be in yeah. with, you know, the paperbacks that the schools are selling in mass because no one reads books anymore. Right. Um, right. So it, it, it's, it was just one copy available. And that copy, Ted, was $586.31. <laughs> it's a very specific number. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That that's what the market will bear. And uh <laughs> Dude, I would love I would obviously I would love just once for someone to buy one of those books for for, you know, $586. We get the money, but <laughs> No, we wouldn't, but I, I would just I would like for it to happen. I feel like it would make me happy. By the way, now, that was Ted's squeaky office chair, not my body that made that noise just now. Did you hear my <laughs> Did you hear my office it, chair? It was like Eerie. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was definitely my office chair. So it was something in Tennessee. It wasn't. It was something in Tennessee. Exactly. Exactly. Now I wonder if anybody in our our listening audience. I feel like we have uh, we have great listeners at the Gut Check Podcast. Man, we have business moguls like uh, like one Chuck Weebus. Uh, we have internet provocateurs like Frank Turk. I, I bet someone in our in our listening orbit uh, can explain this phenomenon of why. You know, otherwise random books appear on uh, on Amazon with these huge price tags. Well, what's funny is if you watch them for a while, and and I did this a couple years ago because another gut check book which I had written called Forty Two Months Dry. A little plug there. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a cult classic. Yeah. Uh, in that, like, almost no one has read it, but everyone who <laughs> has read it loves it. It's the um, book behind the book behind the book. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And there was a copy of that, uh, another listing. I was just so offended by this. Yeah. Uh, and it was like $941. And I went oh back my. and looked at it every day for a while, and it went up and up and up until it hit like, I don't know, $1,500. Then it went back down over the course of just a few days, and then it hovered somewhere around 20 So Maybe it's like, it's like Wall Street. It's like the stock market, <laughs> you know? Your book was bullish for a while. I don't even know what that means, but I'm, I'm saying it. You it know what I mean? Sandra Bullock, man. It was Sandra Bullish. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> there were there were people like on the on the floor in Wall Street, like throwing little slips of paper around saying, you know, to buy and then to sell. <laughs> buy, you know? sell, buy. No, wait, just sell. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no one will buy, so we can't sell. <laughs> no, please, someone buy. Anyone buy. <laughs> so that I can sell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. my assumption, Ted, and I and I, I would bet green money, not nine hundred and eighty six or five hundred and eighty six or whatever dollars. My assumption is there's some kind of uh, computer algorithm involved in this uh wherein it, you know it just tries different prices 
Yeah. And, and these uh, resellers try and find the sweet spot where they can get the very most. Uh, and, and I had heard of this happening before, uh, where two different sellers would get on someone's, like on a main page for a book. Okay. Uh, and two sellers would, would automatically be going back and forth trying to one up each other. And, and yeah. books that were selling at full price at the store would be down to like five cents. Wow. Um, you know, and these, these resellers. I don't know. I, computers are stupid, you know, regardless of what you hear. They're not smart, they're stupid. I agree, man. I totally agree. Dude, I went to the, I went to the funniest, most like, retro used bookstore it wasn't like even hip hipster retro here in jackson it was more like you know just uh, almost i'll say sad retro but sad uh retro. but it was this little storefront uh downtown and the guy the guy who owned the place was a young kid he was like in his mid-20s and uh he didn't have change for cash he didn't have like even like an apple pay thing that you could swipe to buy the product with and um and and he didn't have a, a cash register or a computer of any kind. He had a uh, yellow legal pad. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he went with the yellow legal pad method. And the and the way that you bought books at this at this shop was they were just every book was priced half of the publisher's retail price. So it was a really great place to buy like crappy paperbacks from the seventies because, you know, the the paperbacks themselves were like three dollars and they came out or whatever. But it it would be a bad place, for example, to buy um, a copy of one of our, our latest books from last year or whatever. Um, but so I went to pay this guy with a 20. I, I picked up a couple of, uh, of paperbacks and, uh, and he didn't have change for a 20. So I actually, I had to buy more books just to get, uh, into a, like a, a, a window where he could provide me with change. And, uh, because I felt so sorry for him, I, uh, I just grabbed a few more books. That's really sad. It is super sad. And on that note, we should uh, we should change topics. What uh, what else do we have? Well, I believe you were going to tell tell us about uh, a hobby of yours, and then I was going to expound a little more on a hobby of mine. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a hobby that we've uh, that we've touched upon once or twice already in the history of this uh, of this program. So yeah, it, it it was brought to my attention by by you, and this was a this was a true word. You know, it's sort of like getting a, an honest rebuke from someone that you respect, but um, but but you. Uh, confronted me in love with the the fact that many times on this show we've sort of talked about uh, embarrassing things or hobbies or proclivities of uh, of yours, yeah. and uh, we we haven't reciprocated. Like I haven't shared anything uh, on a similar level about myself because I'm such a, a guarded, kind of emotionally dead person with all these walls up all right. around. And then you know? Ted, might I might I point out that uh, the the very the, the ultimate time, and I mean that in the in the sense of the last time uh, yeah. that that you and me and your wife and my wife hung out. Um, the the wine was flowing and we were we were uh, kind of having a big send off and this discussion came up this topic yeah uh, and and so we were discussing uh, I was actually asking your wife you know what would be something that that Ted could talk about that's kind of funny <laughs> and she brought up what I think is the thing you're about to bring up and and you didn't see it as anything like all that funny you you thought it was you were very defensive about <laughs> it. No, I got, I got, I became like an old man about it, you know, and I became like an old man in the, in the sense that like old men start doing weird things and then they, they think that the weird thing that they do is normal and they defend it as normal, even though it's not like, you know, exactly normal to, you know, I don't know, collect like antique guns or sort of make, you know, airplane models or whatever when you're an old man. Right. So my, or like my, entire villages of, of like little trains. <laughs> 
yeah, with yeah, the like people entire... and you know, like little yeah, amusement exactly. park Like rides. what? Not everybody does this, you know. In a beauty shop, yeah. And, yeah, and you're like, yeah. wait a minute, aren't you in charge of like people's destinies and you can hire and fire people? And <laughs> exactly. And, and yet, there's like a whole little tiny perverted yeah. universe in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you're like hunched over every every evening under like artificial light, you know, <laughs> with little paints, little <laughs> bottles of paint. So that's, that's one step away from being like the guy who who works, uh, you know, at a law firm and then goes home and has people chained up in their basement. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Well, I'm happy to I'm happy to report that neither of those things apply to me. Um, I don't have people chained up in my basement, nor do I make you know tiny little little universes that I have in my basement. But what I, what I do do, and this is what my wife was referring to, uh, I like to um, buy and restore old like vintage football helmets on eBay. So um, so I'll find like a crappy helmet from the eighties and then I'll buy like all new parts and like logos and stuff for it and, uh, and clean it all up and, and rebuild it into like a team that I like. And, uh, and then I'll display it. Uh, but the problem is there's absolutely no practical use for these things at all. And they're heavy and they take up a lot of space, which is, uh, something that I discovered recently when I moved, uh, <laughs> the entire contents of my household from Michigan to Tennessee. So, uh, so I've got a couple of the helmets here in the office. Uh, I've got a couple more at home. And it's in true old man fashion. Like the way that I justify this to my wife is that it that it relaxes me. There right? you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than like, you know, drinking half a bottle of scotch to wind down at night. And, and it's just relaxing, which is how I how I justify it. But I, right. well, I, I mean, do... men have justified everything from, you know, like kicking the dog to like going to strip clubs that it relaxes me that you could do a lot worse than than that's what I that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think I could do a lot worse than spending, you know, 50 bucks every few months on a, you know, on, on some helmet parts on eBay. So, <laughs> Let me you know, ask you this man, do, yeah, you, yeah. do you ever sell the the finished result? And if you did, would you make a net gain in the Dude, you know what? I would make a net gain if I were to sell them. And I've actually uh, another part of how I've justified this to my wife is that I that I will in fact sell them. But uh, I've never in fact sold one, <laughs> nor have I even tried. So because what happens, and you can relate to this as a as an artist. I mean, in, in the same way that you would never sell your handmade guitar case, like. Or I my, make or these my, I would sell the uh, the angels fighting honestly for, <laughs> you would for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, you would sell it to like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. You know, I've had offers. Yeah, yeah, you fielded some offers, declined, but uh, but no, I mean, I I finished making these things and then I discovered that I really like them and I and I want to keep them around and like keep looking at them, which is again the sort of sad old man part, the fact that that I walk into my office and I see the helmet that's been there like on the shelf for a year and I'm 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 still charmed by it each day. Do you ever put so, it on? Do you ever put these things I on do. and kind of look at I, yourself in the mirror? Dude, I do. <laughs> Good. I do. Good in for fact, you, Ted. This this is my dream. My dream is to is to wear one of my restored helmets in a game at some point. Oh, okay. Like which which would be really probably like from a health perspective horribly unsafe, but uh but from a from a coolness kind of hipster perspective very you know, very uh, desirable, at least in in my mind, in my own mind. Now, these Although are... hipsters, actual hipsters wouldn't be caught dead playing a sport. So well, that's in probably... an ironic way, with an ironic old helmet, maybe. Exactly, um, that's what I'm thinking. These didn't start out as, you know, if, if it winds up a Cowboys helmet, it started out as like Sanford High School helmet yeah. or something like that. So yeah, you're not yeah, really restoring start... it so much as you're giving it a new life. Dude, I'm giving it a new life, exactly. So it starts out as like Sanford High School or even just like some unknown kind of old 
helmet, maybe without all the parts included, you know, on eBay. And then so I'll, I'll like buy the parts, clean it up, like re- rebuild it, kind of, you know, uh, fasten everything back together and then uh, and then essentially have a new helmet, man. It's uh, right. it's exciting for me. Let me give you a little just analysis from my point of view here. Yeah, do man. I, w- I would love that. A little therapy, free therapy, <laughs> free pastoral counseling for. That's you. right. Uh, as far as that, I mean, I can tell by the way that you're kind of getting a little more confident as you speak. That yeah. you're feeling that that this is kind of vindicated. Uh, that that it really it really is nothing um, like the <laughs> the guy in the basement with the making the little. The little uh, world with his trains and such. Right, right. <laughs> Let me, from from an outsider's perspective, kind of okay. relate the two things together, like okay. how I see their relationship. Okay. The between the you doing the helmets and like an old guy with with the trains. Yeah. Okay. They're exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> There's one way in which they're exactly the same, which is how they're completely the same. <laughs> Dude, you know, so now unpack that a little bit, man. Well, it's because just, I, I, mean, I could I could see overlap. There. Like if it was a if it was a Venn diagram, I could see like a like a healthy overlap in the middle. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's not yeah. it's not exactly the same because you're not in some way trying to become god of your own world. <laughs> that seems like something people and I know people who do that. In fact, I have a good number of of uh, model trains that me and my son have have accumulated. Well, yeah, that's different because he's a he's a yeah he's like six years old. So. He's seven, yeah. and we'll probably yeah. still have. I, I had some from when I was a kid, and I, I think they're fun. But I they, think there yeah. is something in there where people who who don't have a lot of control in like their marriage or at their their right. work, they'll either do one of two things: they'll start creating their own little universe in their basement, right. or they'll find a church where they can like exert all sorts of authority by being all grumpy and like. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, <laughs> that happens too quite frequently. <laughs> Not in my church, but, but no, I've seen no, it in other churches. Not. But you, so you would prefer that uh, of those two of those two options. I, I'm I'm guessing you would prefer um, uh, the the that they would build the the train universes in their basement as Indeed. opposed to like coming yeah. and wrecking your church. Then it's then it's just fake people who have to deal with their demands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I fake think that fake little tiny plastic people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know when you go to some of these shows, we go to the MSU train show every year. Yeah, uh, and it, because there's all this stuff to buy, but then in the middle there's this amazing, and it really is amazing, uh, kind of like whole countryside. Yeah, yeah, they show how they make them. They take levels of, and this is, this is so boring. We just lost everybody. If yeah. we had anyone left after our, that's okay. I like the idea of powering through it because that's yeah. what we do on the show. There, there's they take like a bunch of layers of like old school like styrofoam insulation. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, like the blue yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they carve it all away. And this yeah. has got to be so freaking bad for you. This is it's it's self feeding because it makes them crazier. Yeah. And they take like a, a soldering iron or something hot and they melt it all together and that becomes like the cliff face. And they oh, paint right. it. Yeah. They're breathing all these horrendous fumes. Oh, dude, yeah, like burning, like burning <laughs> artificial fumes and all the whole time. Fun. They're going, oh yes, this is my little world. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get this cliff perfect <laughs> for the people. You know, Dude, you know what? All, all, all seriousness, though, and and no judgment in this. Like you're, you're right. What I what I do with the helmets is is alarmingly similar. Well, because it doesn't really help anything, but no. you have in your mind the sense that you're accumulating and, and building something. Yes, I have. I have in my mind that I'm like, yeah, I'm restoring something to its like previous grandeur. Which you I know? wish I had a hobby that even had kind of a sense of that in it, even if it wasn't real. But <laughs> dude, be- believe me though, and and hear this, like. It, it does absolutely no good for anyone except me. You know, I mean, they're an investment though. You'll sell them all later on in life, and it'll it'll kickstart your retirement. 
Dude, you know what's sad about it though is that my my kids aren't gonna even want them. You oh. know what I mean? It's it no, dude. Yeah, it, yeah. Wow, this is getting sad. <laughs> That's two topics. Two out of two topics that have ended on a really sad note. That, that reminds me, Ted, of my old man started collecting baseball cards with me when I was okay. about six or seven. Which is a money thing to do. That's really awesome. Well, in the eighties, this was. Yeah. I was really into it for a while. We, oh we, yeah. It was all uh, not Fleer. What's the? Is it Tops? Tops. 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 Yeah. Tops. And, and I like. I chewed the gum. I. I, oh, I was. I knew the whole uh, freaking roster for for the nineteen eighty seven Tigers. I mean, I was oh, yeah. really into this stuff. And then I kind of got out of it, and my dad kept doing it and doing it oh. and doing it, and he would tell my mother that it was. Uh, you know, someday I'm going to sell all these, and it'll be. You know, I'll yeah. buy my my old sixty seven Mustang convertible. Oh no! It was the dream. It was your dad's dream, dude. You know what they're probably worth now? Nothing. Yeah, eBay ruined all that stuff. Like yeah, everyone exactly. found out there was a million of these out there, and right, right. Yeah. So, so what's been your pops's uh, reaction to that, man? Is he just sort of shrug his shoulders and and say, "Oh, it's still fun. I still enjoy the hobby," or was he bummed out about that? He, and I think he what he did is he just kind of unloaded them in a few lots. And kind of yeah, yeah he, he doesn't. My, my dad is godly about everything, and yeah. uh, probably learned some kind of spiritual lesson from it and applied it to his life. Oh, good for him, man! I wish I was that way. I wish I, I, was... Wish I was too. I absolutely <laughs> do. We gotta have Terry on the program and have him have him teach us how to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the... we are ourselves both grown men of some influence over others. Here's the thing, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, T- tell the pastor and the college professor how to not be children. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> How did that be children who are building their own guitar cases and, and <laughs> their own, fashioning their own vintage football helmets in their basements? And lashing things to other things. Yeah, speaking of, that's a, that's a great radio segue, Zach. Um, we, we've got a lashing update, do we not? <laughs> we should have music for that. Dun, 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 dun. Dude, don't, don't freaking pirate stuff from, from the Happy Rant, man. Oh, no. no don't, dude, that's our thing. The Happy Rant pirates that from, uh, from, from us, man. I don't think we've ever done that, though. No, we haven't. But but my persona, just me, who I am, is is the property of the gut check pod. Oh, nice. Okay. They're in essence just renting me once a week for that <laughs> other program. <laughs> and they're renting you with a total of two one hundred dollar payments. <laughs> that's that's it, man. Over the course that... of forever. Over the Wait, course. No, of... You, you guys are getting. I can't believe not to talk about someone else's podcast. No, I can't believe that that an author's publisher. Yeah. Paid money out of that author's advertising and publicity budget to promote that author's book on that author's self-same podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly, crazy. Dude. It's great. It's great uh, in a weird way because you got paid to promote something for. Is it, what yeah. the world? That is so. That is so Inception. We yeah, it is. We got paid to promote something on. A, a platform that is itself a promotional thing for right. us. You right. know, like, it's like it if, uh, unlike the, uh, the commercials for, um, oh, what's, what's like a program like, like the, that has, that has infomercials. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just like that. It's just like that. It's just like that one thing that we can't. <laughs> We can't use our words to describe. It would be like if on QVC there was a segment to sell like an electric knife, and they got paid extra money by the manufacturer of that knife to sell that electric mi- n- n- knife yeah. on the segment to sell the electric knife. Exactly. Because they were going above and beyond by pushing that electric knife. I, I love it, man. That's the analogy. <laughs> That's the analogy right there. 
man. But but anyway, um, nobody's paying me to talk about uh, my lashing update. And it is this. My wife has gotten into the lashing a little bit. Really? That sounds really, I mean, kind of like too much information and a little bit off. It's kind of like, you know, whatever you guys need to do around your house is kind of your own thing. (laughs) And by lashing, of course, if people are not familiar with this program, I mean uh, that I like to take things and use Velcro and elastic to attach them to other things in order to make them more convenient uh, to access later. Um, and, and in this case, context of, of your wife and your marriage, right? Yeah. So I just don't want to make sure that people didn't think this was, you know, that you kind know, of can't get it. Uh, never mind. The, the other day I, uh, no, let me back way up. Remember when I yeah. lost my phone? Yeah. Cause I, I had a new phone on the way. I yep. lost my phone. I really wanted to find my phone. I had numbers in it that I didn't have anywhere else. Yeah. I had pictures on it. I had texts. I'm sure from you that I never answered. I had a ton of texts from people that I really, really wanted to answer. Um, which is why I got the new phone to begin with. So I, yep. I was I was frustrated. Uh, I looked everywhere for it, and I mean I probably spent a total of about eight hours looking for this phone, even yeah. though I had a replacement on the way and I was planning to just throw it away. I don't know. Yeah. So in the process, back up even more. Yeah. I <laughs> a few months earlier. Back up to the- childhood. I was collecting cards <laughs> with Terry. Oh wait, not that far back. <laughs> oh man, I do it the other day. Yeah. Not to interrupt the interruption of the kind of uh, tangent, but yeah. uh, the other day I was going through some of the stuff in my attic and I found a few unopened packs of uh, Batman, uh, oh, the wow. 1989 Batman movie trading uh, playing cards or trading cards, yeah. uh, and I popped them open and me and my son each had a stick of that gum, literally oh. 25 years old, and it was exactly the same as when it was brand new. Dude, it was probably 25 years old when it when it was brand new. <laughs> it probably you know? was. I feel so, like they made a gigantic batch of that in like 1967 and just, you know, sold it thereafter. There was an Onion article about how all the candy corn that has ever existed was made in one day in in like 1907 at a factory, and they were like, "Oh, this is horrible," and they've been trying to unload it ever since. Dude, candy corn to me is like the worst, most ghetto candy product there is. It, it makes me sad. It literally just makes me depressed that it, it even yeah. exists. It bums me out too, except if there's a bowl of it, I'll start eating it. Right, of course. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> like, the lashing. Yeah, the lashing. So so when I uh, I had gotten down a, a, a few months ago, I had gotten down to the point where I only had one pair of glasses. Okay. And, and so I, I lose glasses very frequently because I don't lash them to anything. So right. I take them and off, I leave them places. So I had gone rough. in and done my, you know, bi-yearly, get two pair of glasses. So then I was up to three. So I lose my phone and I start searching for my phone. Yeah. In the process, I don't find my phone, but I find, count them, three more pairs of glasses. Nice. So now I've gone from one to six pairs of glasses. I find one of them way underneath the seat of my car, the passenger seat. Nice. And melted to the lenses are seven or eight milk duds that my son has dropped. Oh. Oh. I didn't think I'd be able to save them. I saved them. Okay. Uh, it was wonderful. And so I, I suddenly have this just, just glut of glasses. I went from a one glasses guy to just, you know, choice all over the it's place. It's rich in glasses, man. It's raining glasses <laughs> it's, for you. It's raining glass on me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, what am I going to do with all these glasses? And you, it, Hey, you're covered in glass. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you have you seen my my setup? And now this is this is another out of context odd question. Have yeah. I shown you like a picture of the setup that I have at my bedside, where I no. have? Dude, I have not seen that. Although here here's what you need to do: you need to photograph that and post it with this uh, episode. Absolutely, and and by that I mean talk about p- posting it on the episode and then not because that's always what I do when I say I'm going to put a link or a photo of something. Exactly. Um, 
<laughs> but what I have there is it's a little ledge. Okay. There are, there are two little, and this goes with the lashing. There are two little pegs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on one of them, I put my wedding ring, and on one of them, I put my keys. Okay. There are these two little kind of hollows. Okay. Like reverse cylinders. On one of them, I have a little flashlight, <laughs> and one of them, I have my ch- <laughs> chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Because you are, of course, a 52-year-old woman. <laughs> Dude, I've got to see this, man. I really want to see a photo. Even if you don't post it with the episode, just like text me a photo. All right, I'm not going to describe any more of it. I'm just going to say there's no more room for the glasses. There was room for one pair. No, just keep describing it if you okay, would. Okay, it's got, it's got the base of the, the landline cordless phone okay. and the phone on it. It's yeah. got two cradles for two different Palm Pilots. Okay. Uh, and it's got uh, a little aforementioned uh, about a year ago on this podcast um, uh, thermometer clock thing that says what how warm it is inside and outside and yeah. what time it is. Yeah. Uh, and then and then you know various sundry other things. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I said I don't know what I'm going to do with all these glasses. And Aaron says you know what you should do. You should get, and she picks up, you know, the kind of like, <laughs> like a glasses case that your optometrist gives you for free with your glasses. Yeah, yeah. She says you should just have six of these. Okay. And you can Velcro them in up underneath yeah. your your uh, nightstand. Oh and man. And then they're all right there, and you don't see them, and they're accessible. <laughs> and so said I. <laughs> Dude, she's enabling now. She's she's become an enabler for you. I said about acquiring six of these things. You wouldn't believe how hard it is, Ted. <laughs> I bought one of them at a Walgreens for like okay. six bucks. Okay. Um, I bought uh, one of them. I found another one, so I had two for at home. I bought one on Amazon. I wanted okay. to have two brown ones, four black ones to match okay. the, the glasses. Oh, nice. I probably poured like 40 bucks into acquiring these things that you get <laughs> free and then throw away. Dude, don't you feel silly like buying that sort of thing? I mean, it, yes. it, it's sort of like buying toothpicks. You know what I mean? Like... Like buying ketchup packets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, uh, once I was in, once I had more than one, and I had yeah. and I had I had bought special Velcro. <laughs> special glasses case lashing Velcro at Epicles. <laughs> That's the section that they have. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're all up there now. And wow. uh, I'll put a picture of that too, I'll say. Mm. Um how how they're all kind of nestled away up yep. underneath there. Uh, and, and now I can access my glasses very easily uh, because they've been lashed to something, and I don't anticipate losing any anytime soon. Dude, that is uh, that is an inspiring story. Yeah, you know, I mean, in this in this age of of Pinterest, et cetera, I feel like that's the kind of thing that a lot of people would probably want to do that with their own glasses. So I feel like you should, you know, you should not only post a you know a, a photograph of that, but maybe even some instructions on on how you know how people can. Uh, can can get that kind of situation going with their own with their own six pairs of glasses. What just happened? Huh? Did you just hear something odd, like the sound of someone like torturing someone in a basement? Uh, no, it was just some people talking in the hallway. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, were they talking in like kind of really like evil and and kind of painful tones? Or they were. That's that's how people in my office talk. It's it's really it's hard to get used to it. <laughs> it's the south. They call it, they call it the e- evil painful deep south. Have you lashed anything else besides the glasses lately? Um, you know, no, I, I haven't really gotten into any other lashing. I I've been kind of <laughs> satiating myself. Ted, I I've been I've thrown myself into 
a couple things upon yeah. your upon your exit from the the mitten state here. Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, I, I just went ahead and stopped fighting the urge to watch programming from HGTV. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a so, big fan of HGTV. So oh my gosh! No, no shame in that. There is shame though for both no, of us. No, there it's is. When you're in the doctor's office and it's on, you're like, oh my gosh, this is really interesting in a weird way. Yeah, I say no shame it. in that, but what I really mean is that I that I do feel ashamed about it. What have you been watching though? I mean, since since you are watching it now, we can talk about it. What uh, what what's caught your fancy on HGTV? Well, there's this little bird uh, named Nicole Curtis. She's okay. from Detroit. Mm. But she's really from Lake Orion, but she always wears T-shirts that says she's from Detroit. Same of course, because right? there's not a thriving T-shirt, uh, Lake Orion T-shirt market, <laughs> as it turns out. Or yeah, you can even probably find a Pontiac T-shirt somewhere, but you can't yeah. find a Lake Orion. Uh, no. But but she's she's got a show called a Rehab Addict. Oh, right, yeah. Have you seen this one? Dude, yeah, I think I, I've seen like one app a long time ago. But uh, Basically, but yeah. she does with houses what you tell yourself you're doing with football helmets. Yeah. She exactly. buys old crappy ones, which there's are a few of in Detroit now. There are a few. That's what they say about <laughs> Detroit that there that you can get an old crappy house there for a bargain. I think she gets them all for free, or like they're like if you will, <laughs> you know, save us the money for tearing this thing down, you can have it. Right. And then she makes it amazing again. If you buy a, a hipster Detroit T-shirt, we'll throw in a home for free. <laughs> I think that's the deal. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that, but I think that's the deal going on in Detroit right now. It's kind of like when you went to Alaska. If you were just admit, like agreed to stay there, they would go ahead and give you like 80 acres or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, <laughs> a would... good t- it, it's a buyer's market in Detroit right now. Actually, what it is is you, that you pay for the house, and if you survive like three years, then they, they refund the money. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've been watching that, and then I've also been, and this is some kind of odd reverse nesting thing, Ted, with you moving yeah. away. I've also yeah. been like, Aaron and I have been preparing our house to put on the market. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and what we did is we brought, like, I had, you know those really ghetto, like, uh, I don't want to say ghetto, but like college dorm uh, particle board bookshelves that everyone had? Sure. They're, oh, yeah. They're covered with like a, a like a stick-on veneer of wood. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, throughout our house, we had three of those. Okay. And I measured them, and we realized they would fit perfectly at, on our landing at the top of our stairs. Right. And, and at present, what was on there uh, was there was like this really low, odd shelf that used to be on top of other shelves. Okay. And so it was such so that there was like books on the floor. Yeah. Like they were yeah. within a shelf. It was really right. odd. And then on top of those was about 600 stuffed animals that belonged to my son. Okay. And then on the wall behind was a whole bunch of like old iconography and like crucifixes and, and things, because um, nothing goes with old iconography and crucifixes <laughs> like six hundred stuffed animals. It, it looked like really creepy people lived in our house, like <laughs> odd, creepy, like like it, telling the animals they've been bad and punishing them type people lived in our right, house and making right. them say Hail Marys. <laughs> so I replaced. We, we took that down, and when my wife was away for the weekend, I lugged all those stinking shelves up and I put it. So now that there's a whole wall that every square inch is books. Okay. And I was like, ah, that feels really good. And then I mm-hmm. watched some Rehab Addict. That's kind of what I've been mm-hmm. up to, man. I haven't been mm-hmm. lashing things myself so much as I've been watching kind of the, the ethos of lashing unfold. You've been watching the pros lash things, <laughs> essentially, is what you've been doing. Dude. Well, and hopefully that informs and, and motivates your own lashing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's 93 degrees here, Ted. How much is it there? What's it, what's it clocking in at? Dude, believe it or not, it's actually like a, a, a kind of idyllic and comfortable like 85 86 here today man it's yeah, so really it's more nice. comfortable in in jackson tennessee than it is here 
It's really comfortable, yeah, and I've gotten used to it down here. I mean, it's been warm. It's definitely been a warm summer, but uh, but but yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. Tristan has, uh, well, he kind of had his first football game a couple of nights ago. They had like a, they call it a jamboree, um, where each team plays a couple of quarters. But uh, but he's got his first his first real legit game tonight, man. So I'm kind of uh, kind of nervous. The nerves are building. And grandma and grandpa are around. I understand. They are, yeah. They uh, they got into town. It got in four hours early. So <laughs> so so they left at like eight after they had breakfast, or. No, 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 no. They left at four in the morning. They beat rush hour traffic by four hours. So, <laughs> but you were expecting them at that time. Uh, you know, we're we're thrilled to have them. So <laughs> I know you are. I know you are, man. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to have them, and uh, they'll get to see some football games. And uh, they're coming up here in a few minutes to uh, to see my office and all that. So uh, yeah, man, it's good. All right. On that we're, note, man, why don't we wrap this puppy up? The first all Skype. Uh, official. We had. The, I, I'm going to drop in at the same time that bonus app that we did. Oh, bonus app. Sans yeah. blue ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, blue so snowball. yeah, the first, the, fir- the, fir- <laughs> the first, uh, the first all Skype uh, app, which you know, I, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I would say this was a smashing success, man. This just felt, uh, it felt good. It felt, uh, it felt right. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like uh, you were right here, except that sometimes your voice sounded like that a little bit. Yeah, um, and then other times uh, I would start talking, and I could tell you couldn't hear me for a minute, and then you would start talking. Other than that, though, it was like we were just face to face. It really was. It really was. And uh, you know what? I will look forward to doing this again next time. Silly me, silly me, reverting back to my old ways. Them got to be in control. They jump for a play. Yo, I'm headed up the doorway, but I want your way, your way. Dirt roads to highways You're showing me a beautiful view from this backseat Red as lots of room And I never would have seen it if I wasn't rolling with you